0: Sing it. When the bell breaks. Okay. You sing it then. Here, come over here and sing it. All right. Ready? Begin. You want to sing it? Welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage and very
1: cool parents. Yeah, I mean, at least we think so.
0: <laughs> that's, what, that's what our daughter tells us.
1: I mean, I don't know. She hasn't told me that
0: lately. No. But. <laughs> well, anytime I ask her, um, Henley, does Dada's voice sound great? Am I a good singer? Yeah. Am I your favorite person ever? Yeah. Am I the most handsome man in the world? Yeah.
1: Do you smell like poop? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything's a yeah with that girl, which is nice because I know a lot of toddlers say no a lot. So it's nice that she says yeah. But uh, we are knee deep potty training. OMG. So day one was today. So as you know, we're super transparent and let you know that we record these early so then we can edit them and whatnot. But um, day one is today and she peed literally everywhere. So we went without the underwear on. We went that approach because they say waist down, nothing on their bodies for the first couple days. And so we're we're doing that approach. And I kid you not, she peed literally everywhere in the house today.
0: Thankfully, I wasn't home for all of the pee.
1: Yeah. Lucky you. You're at work and I'm sitting, I'm literally running around chasing my naked kid who's just peeing everywhere. Yeah.
0: She was like, uh, what do they call it? Like the, the Winnie the Pooh, I think they call it, or the Donald Duck. No, I never heard of that, Doug. Because you just wear a shirt and no pants? Oh, was a lot of thing. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But But uh, funny thing is, though, is the, most, the last time before she went to bed, and when she was to bed, we were putting her in pull-ups or AKA big girl underwears. That way, she's never in a diaper again. Those are gone. But you know, she's not potty trained. So I'm not just going to like, be like, Oh girl, like oh, let, yeah. let, you, let mommy know and you got to go pee pee <laughs> and yeah. just and hope for the best. Uh, not dumb. She'll probably like poop or something and it'll be all over her bed and all over her. Anyways, that sounds disgusting, but no, um, an update on our dog. I know that we had talked about this recently that we had to rehome our dog because she has terrible, terrible food aggression to the point where, I mean, she's bit Doug mm-hmm. in the past and, um, and she's also bit another child. When I was pregnant, she bit my friend's son, his name's Tommy, uh, on the hand. And you know, that should have really been my sign Right then and there, and I really should have been a better dog parent. I don't blame her one bit for any of this. I hundred percent take full responsibility that I literally coddled her and spoiled her. She was my baby. Like yeah. I love her, but it's just like a. I guess the only reason why I even want to like talk about it, and I don't even truly want to talk about it, but um, is just to kind of I don't know. Like it's okay to coddle a dog if you're never going to have kids or never have ever, anyone else in your life, but this I mean you like you can't I can't expect her to not like nip at other I don't know I don't know though Doug could I expect her to not nip I mean you probably shouldn't be nipping dog
0: you know what you 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 know it's that that's sometimes what happens with rescues that you know they have their own personality they haven't grown up with you and then you know you throw them into a new world I mean the the dog you know went from one home to the next and didn't seem to be around kids for a lot and then when you when you kind of have a dog that you coddle you know she's going to be territorial and that's exactly what happened anytime i yeah. would crawl into bed she would she would growl anytime that you know someone would come near she would growl and it wasn't like she was actively going and and biting aggressively it's she was just scared and just protecting like she well, never bit down um well she
1: bit you and she bit right yeah, it's, 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 yeah it, it wasn't you're right it's not like she like would grab a hold and like rigidly like mm-hmm like torment someone with her teeth she's just a sweet little like five pound dog like she's not she's not intimidating it's just that I would be devastated if I continued to kind of let it go and Henley had like a chicken nugget she was walking around with and Henley went to grab it and she that's when she does get super aggressive is over food and if I turn my back for a minute and she did become aggressive over Henley. Like, I mean, first, first things first, it would hundred percent be my fault. But secondly, it's hundred percent preventable. Like I should have a trained her long ago. So like I said, I'm taking full accountability for being a bad dog mom, but uh, I should have trained her forever ago. But since I haven't, I don't have time to train her now. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I just felt like, I, I felt like my hands were tied. So I found this little old lady who just had a hip replacement. I'll just catch you guys up. Any of those of you who who don't know the story and she lives alone. She uh, uses a walker to walk. She doesn't have a dog, but she was really wanted a dog for the last year. And I was like, this is perfect. There's no kids around, you know, she's looking for a companion herself. And I was like, and she lives 10 minutes away. So I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I can go see Foxy, mm-hmm.
0: but and Foxy was a lap dog, you know, that's, that's what she liked to do. She, she didn't run, she didn't like fetch or, I mean, not that much, but I mean, she had her little spurts of wanting to play, but you know, she was, she was an old person. Yeah. Dog.
1: She was, you know, she's the best thing in the whole wide world. I love her so much. Um, but I was confident giving her to this older woman because a, the older woman really wanted and needed a companion, but also B, she's only 10 minutes away. So I could just go over there and play with her and see her and love on her. And, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't abandoning her by at least, you know, finding a really good home for her. But literally a couple of days later, I get a call that the woman has allergies to her and she gave her to her sister who has a few dogs herself. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not at all what the deal was. Yeah.
0: We meticulously like filtered through people on what a good fit this dog would go to. And it was like, She needs to be the focus uh, and the attention. She needs to have someone's attention the whole time because that's what she got with Jamie. And that's what got her to be a happy dog. And all of a sudden now we find out that, you know, she's with another home (laughs) with three other dogs and an active house. And, you know, like it's, I I don't know. And so,
1: you know, know. First things first is they're dog-friendly people, so I'm thankful for that. I know they'll be like, oh, she likes cheeseburgers, and she likes – and they do give updates on her, which makes me really, really happy. So it's not like, you know, they're taking her from us, but I just really envisioned her to be in a home where she was, like, the center of attention because she's she deserves that. She's such a good girl. Um, so anyways, I made I have an, a vet appointment for her and for our dog lady – who doesn't have food aggression but also not not the best dog in the world either but at least she doesn't like have food aggression it's not like i have to worry about her biting at people like kids in particular with over food but in any case um they have vet appointments and i told this this family that has our dog foxy that i would be happy to take her to her last vet appointment and pay for it but i had kate sisk here for our podcast last week if you guys want to listen to updates on her life you can listen to that episode it's the one prior to this one i had her here and she said she would take foxy and she has one roommate she has a courtyard she has a whole extra bedroom for the dog and mm-hmm. it would be like she works from home i mean it just seems like it would be like the best blessing ever if she was able to take foxy so doug i guess i'm asking you tomorrow is the vet the appointment should i what sh- I was thinking We're I was going to
0: just steal the dog back.
1: I mean, no, I was thinking what I could do is I would kind of assess the situation. Like I'll go there and see if Foxy seems happy. And if she seems happy, then nothing, then I won't do anything. But if yeah. she seems really sad to me, then I think I might just say that wasn't our deal. She, you know, she belongs in a one person's home and.
0: You know, we had, her- it was our. Choice to 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 pass her off to another home. We I don't want to say pass her off. That well, sounds no, terrible. But but it it sounds better than just like leaving her somewhere with someone that we didn't sort of vet and and find an ideal place for. Um, and that wasn't our ideal place. You know, if we had a choice, we wouldn't have chose them. We wouldn't have put her in a house with other dogs and that situation. It wasn't the, it wasn't the place that we set for foxy you know like well, it was it was it was our choice to to move her out of this house but you know taking that choice after a couple of days was just kind of like a back door sort of like it was just i don't know i just felt uneasy about it even though i didn't really like the dog that much oh douglas um it was just it made me feel uneasy knowing yeah. where she was and knowing what she came from and you know it it's I I think that when, when Kate came here the first time they bonded, when, when we wanted to, to get or find Foxy a home, that would be ideal. I just thought if
1: Kate had kids, maybe it wouldn't be ideal because then she's in the same situation that I'm in. But I talked to her about that and she's like, she's not even dating someone right now. So kids are far, far away. and, And she really loves Foxy. And I would love to be able to know that she's, the only dog in the home that she's being nurtured and loved and coddled because that's what she's used to. I really would coddle her. I mean, I cuddled with her every single night in bed, like curled right into me. I mean, she was my baby until I actually had a baby. And then, so word to the wise, like, just be careful. If you have a dog, that's also like your baby and you plan on having babies because they get jealous. The dogs do. And, you know, and of course they do because they wear your, your full, You're you're everything.
0: Well, if you don't have time to train the dog and get them prepared for the baby, then it's not. You know, then it then it won't work. Well, if I
1: was a good dog mom, I'll be the first to admit it. I wasn't a good dog mom, and I'm really and and the only the only person that I hurt was myself and Foxy, which is really such a shame but um, I'll just beat myself up over it later. Like I could just cry, but I'm not going to. I should guess we like- Should
0: we read a five-star review now then? Yeah,
1: we totally should. But I guess like my, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to ask was like if anyone listening has any any insight or tips, I guess, or any advice, I mean, please do reach out to us and let us know. You can obviously always, you know, comment or whatever on hot marriage, cool parents, the Instagram handle, but you could also comment on my Instagram ha- handle. It's at Jamie and Otis or Doug's of course is Doug Hainer. Like, please do, if you have any sort of advice or tips or insight or yeah, anything, let me know. I don't know if I, I don't know if am, am I doing Foxy a bigger disservice if I rip her out of this home and then give her to, to Kate or do I I don't know what to do to be to be very very honest. So please send me your advice. Um but yeah, we should you know before we read the five star review, we should also let you know that if you wanted to be able to chat with us through the podcast without having to go to Instagram, you could just hop on over to Himalaya. It's a free app. You can download it, you can follow us on the Himalaya app and then you can literally comment on the same exact podcast, which is nice because then we go and we can actually read your comments and interact with you. But yeah, let's read the five-star review, Doug.
0: Okay, well, this one comes from Shereya Gun. One, new fave and two exclamation points. Here's our five-star review. I heard Jamie on, an older, on older episodes of Babes and Babies, I think. Either that or Mommy's Tell All, LOL either way, I love this podcast. It makes me laugh and cry all at once. Thank you, Jamie and Doug, for making parents not feel like they are alone. LOL. Well, thank you.
1: Oh, that is so nice. Yeah, I was. it, was, it must have been Babes and Babies because I've never been on Mommy's Till All, mm-hmm. but um, I love, love, love Jade and Carly, and I love everything they do. So um, yeah. they're just good women, good peeps. Okay, we have a real special guest on today. Her name is Amy Beckley, and I gotta be honest, I didn't even really know who she was until today. I had a phone call interview with her, She kind of she had sent me a package and and I get a lot of packages sent from different brands and whatnot that want me to share about it or maybe give it a review or whatever and honestly this one was regarding fertility and I was just like I don't have like the heart in me to like have like to pee on another stick and to try to figure out another thing with my fertility like I just I just like felt like I don't know like almost in denial and I it was like it's just too personal. And so I just kind of ignored this package for a real long time. I threw it underneath my sink and just let it be. And finally I was like, yes, let's, let's set up a time to chat. I felt kind of rude because, you know, I just kind of kept on not pushing that, pushing them off, but kind of, and. Well, you just didn't know what it was. You know, I,
0: you were, you were, we were both at the point where it was, you know, it was taking longer, way longer than expected, and. You know, you start to look for different options, and you start to look for other avenues, and then you start doing some research, and then all of a sudden, this thing sort of just came up out of nowhere, and it turned out to be such a phenomenal, like, alternative.
1: Yeah, what's really wild is that it, like it hasn't come out of nowhere at all because I've had it in my bathroom for like six months. And I just never <laughs> used it because I'm like, I don't want to pee on another effing stick. I don't. I, I don't know. Like, I just I've I've gone through such a emotional roller coaster of you know, excited to try every option and really be my own advocate to being in denial that I'm even infertile to like just thinking, oh yeah, I'll be pregnant again next month. So why worry? But any case, so we're at the point where on September 5th, next week, we're going to our fertility appointment. We're meeting with a fertility doctor. And it just happens to be that I finally just like took this phone call from the woman who sent me this package And my whole world has changed literally after one phone call. And I'm taking this package so much more seriously. And I was, and I literally today sitting at my, at my kitchen table, I was like, can you come on our podcast? Can you interview for this week? Because I think this could help women everywhere who are struggling to, to carry a baby.
0: And she she was more than happy to. And oh, she's
1: been amazing. I think so we
0: should let her tell the story. Yeah,
1: we'll invite her on. But ultimately, if you're someone who is struggling with fertility, I highly recommend just taking. I know it's annoying. I know it's so annoying to have to hear like one more piece of advice or have like one more stick to pee on. But just take. I mean hear this in your own time because I know for me it took six months so if it takes you six months that's fine too but here in your own time and just like really listen to it because I think this is revolutionary for women it's it's just it's absolutely mind-blowing that it could be something as simple as just taking a progesterone uh, suppository to be in to being able to be able to have a child like no joke her story is that she did $30,000 worth of IVF and then the second child after IVF the, her doctor said, of course you have to do IVF again. All she did was take progesterone and she had a baby who is now, I think six years old or something like that. So I just, I just wanted to her to share her story and share about what this is called prove this package that she sent me. Um, we'll, we'll have her on so you guys can, you guys can hear
0: from her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Are you like police dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hobbies and wifeies and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool.
0: Here's the
1: show. Amy, thank you so much for being a part of the Hot Marriage, Cool Parents podcast.
2: Thanks for having me on. This is really exciting.
1: I want to tell everyone listening at home, and Doug just found out too, because he just got home from work. But so, you know, I got sent this package. It was called Prove, and it checks your progesterone levels. And honestly, I think it was sent like back in December or maybe even January. And we've been trying to get pregnant for a very long time. And so when this was sent to me, I was like, okay, you know, I opened it up and I was kind of excited. because so I was like, what is this? Like, what could this be about? And then I see it's more sticks to pee on and I'm like, oh golly. And then it says it's a little different than, you know, other tests. And I'm like, oh boy, I think partially out of just like being in denial and just thinking that of course we're just gonna get pregnant next month, not really believing that we have true problems with our fertility. I kind of like you know, just put it underneath the sink and just kind of left it there. And then after after a little while and we still weren't pregnant, I was like, well, let me just try to be on this stick and see what happens. And I didn't really fully read the directions and I can't even really recall what the results were, but I was confused by it anyways. And so I was like, oh, okay. But I was getting emails from the Prove team saying, hey, you know, we'd love to talk to you and share and kind of explain to you how this testing, how this package works, how the testing works, what your results would look like. And I kind of, have just been, I was in LA so many times I was traveling all over and just didn't have a chance to meet up with them. So finally, just today, I have a meeting, uh, a phone call meeting with Amy Beckley, who is the founder of Prove. And I mean, this conversation, it's like, I'm just so thankful, Amy, that you, who is also on our podcast, <laughs> uh, I'm just so thankful that you kept on pursuing me. And first, first things first, like I know what we talked earlier on the, on the call and I almost like, I just want to apologize for, I guess, not taking it so seriously at first because my goodness, this, I mean, one call with you, one chat with you and instantly I'm, I'm like taking it so seriously. And I was like, please, can you come on the podcast? Because I think this could help so many other women if they're struggling to conceive. And so thank you so much for, for just like being patient with me and continuing to kind of pursue me in order to like educate me that like, okay, girl, you got to like figure out how to work this thing. And then you'll know why it's so important. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to thank you for that.
2: Well, I, I thank you for finally giving us a try and giving me the opportunity to share the knowledge with your listeners. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, it almost sounds like, cause, and, and just speaking for, and obviously I'm not a woman. Um, I think there's no question about that, but <laughs> It, it almost sounds like uh, this is very common where, you know, people that are having trouble conceiving, it's almost like they do have that period of sweeping it under the rug. And then finally, there's a point of no return. And then you're just willing to try everything. Yeah. And is, is, this, is this test, is it something that can happen uh, as almost like a preventative type?
2: Yes, absolutely. And that's why um we invented it. Um I invented it after my own struggle with infertility. And um, you know, either women or healthcare or or a little bit of both, we tend to say, Oh, I'm not gonna be infertile, it's not gonna be me. And then you go month after month after month and you kind of get down this like dis this pit of despair almost, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. you get very discouraged and um You know, healthcare doesn't cover infertility treatments. And, you know, for me, once I finally went to go see somebody about getting care, because I'd been infertile for three, for a year, and I'd had three miscarriages, um, he looked me in the eye and said, Your only chance at conceiving a child is to do IVF. Um, And I was so desperate and I was just so done and I just wanted a child. That I was like, okay, you're the boss. You know what? You know what's going on. Um, and I never really got a diagnosis. It was you're unexplained infertile.
1: I. So, Tell me a little bit more about your journey.
2: So I um, am a scientist. I have a PhD in pharmacology, and I put my career first. Um, and so I was late 20s, about 28, 29, before my husband and I kind of had our ducks in a row the house, the careers, everything, um, before we started to conceive, and I was on hormonal birth control for just so long, I knew nothing about my body, Um, I came off birth control, and I used, you know, all the strips you pee on, the thermometers, the apps, like all that kind of stuff, Um, and I, I always had this hypothesis in my mind that there was something wrong with my cycle. Um, because it was irregular or I'd get spotting when I wasn't supposed to spot. Um, and I, I just, I suffered a loss and I called up the the doctor and said, Hey, I, I suffered a loss. And he says, Oh, well, it's so common in women that, um, one out of every four pregnancies ends in miscarriage and it was just bad, bad luck.
1: Just keep trying. Um, yeah. I hear that too. I'm sure lots of
0: women listening have heard that before. Yeah. It's it, it's almost like doctors default to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I get it because it is common. Um, I understand where that's coming from. Um, but then I suffered a second loss and again, called up the doctor and they said, you know what, we can't do anything for you until you've had three in a row. Um, and that was very devastating that that our society requires a woman to have 3 losses before she's able to seek medical care. Um, and I'm going to fast forward quite a bit, but what I found out is that 30% of those miscarriages are preventable. Really? Yeah. So, um, you know how how popular prenatal vitamins are? Like it's right. almost, everybody has to take one, it's very standard. Yeah. Um, if you don't have enough foli- folic acid or folate you can it can cause a miscarriage.
1: Mm.
2: Everybody takes a prenatal as a preventive measure. Right. The other main cause of preventable miscarriage is progesterone. So it is the hormone that supports the pregnancy. And if your body is not producing enough of this critical hormone, you can lose the pregnancy. And it's not like a genetic thing where a sperm and egg just didn't, didn't meet and there's nothing you can do. Um, if your body's not making enough progesterone, you can give it progesterone and you can save that pregnancy or you can, um, you know, we like to say we want to prevent women from ever having a single miscarriage. So this should be the first thing that she does. She comes off birth control. She takes her IUD out. She decides now is the time to conceive. Make sure her body is working properly. Make sure her levels are high and that she can actually um carry a pregnancy and if it was low and she's at risk, put her on, on progesterone just like she takes a prenatal. It's kind of like a you know a prenatal for the uterus.
0: Absolutely. Is is there um is there any adverse effects if there's can there be too much progesterone?
2: Um there is a very, very small percentage of people that are allergic to progesterone. Um, most of the time they're allergic to the peanut oil that's that the, the natural bioidentical progesterones are compounded in. Um, but typically, no. Um, we make, as women during pregnancy, so much of this that adding a little bit extra at the beginning of pregnancy has never been shown to be harmful.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's a natural hormone that we need in order to be able to keep a viable pregnancy so I wanted I know you have a scientific background. I wanted to chat with you a little bit more about that because earlier when we were on when we were on the call, I just found it fascinating like just the knowledge and the science behind just why progesterone is so important in in the early days of pregnancy and why it's so important that we know whether or not our body is is producing enough of it in order and how we're able to recognize whether or not we need it so that we can potentially save a pregnancy. So yeah would you give a little background on on all of the above?
2: yeah absolutely um, so I like to think of the menstrual cycle as two halves so that's how I
0: think of it <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's what happens before ovulation and what happens after ovulation so if you think of ovulation kind of like in the middle, so um, you know a couple that's trying to conceive they track their fertile window. They use like ovulation tests, those kind of things, tells the woman when, when she's fertile, um, when that egg might be released from the ovary. Um, then there's that dreaded two week wait, which is like this black box, right? (laughs) You take a pregnancy test, see if it worked or not. Um, prove is what you do in that black box in the middle. And so after you ovulate, the egg is released from the ovary and if it's fertilized by the sperm, this happens in the fallopian tube. And then as the egg, the fertilized egg travels down the fallopian tube, the follicle that that egg was released from now starts to produce the hormone called progesterone. And progesterone acts on the uterus and basically prepares it to receive the fertilized embryo. So if you have enough progesterone for long enough, your uterus becomes a nice, squishy, very receptive bed for that embryo. So when it gets down out of the fallopian tube into the uterus, it can implant and it can start that pregnancy. And um, the the presence of progesterone is needed from before your uterus ever sees that embryo all the way to the last day you you know that you're pregnant and you give birth.
1: Right. So, what happens if your body doesn't have that progesterone?
2: If you don't have that progesterone, you either are infertile, so you're not ovulating at all, you're not producing any progesterone, you're not you're very, very little bit of progesterone, so the embryo cannot a- attach and implant and grow. Um, for my case, I was producing just enough progesterone to get pregnant for about a week, and then my progesterone would tank and I would lose the pregnancy. So it was like, I had low progesterone, but just enough that implantation happened, but it was such a weak implantation that as the baby grew, it couldn't get supported and nourished by the by the um, uterus. And then it eventually just got discarded.
0: Is there any reason why you would lose progesterone or is there any cause to just having that drop off?
2: Yeah. Um, the biggest one is stress. Um, it, you know we as women are career women we're We're traveling. we are doing so many different things um, you know and the stress can actually take steel from progesterone and make cortisol instead. and so you know the biggest reason that we're not producing enough progesterone is we're stressed out, we have poor diet. Um, we're eating inflammatory foods so you know for example I took out dairy from my diet because I had a little bit of a intolerance and that helped with my progesterone levels Um, and the last one is we're just waiting later in life to to have children and the closer we are to menopause the more susceptible we are to low progesterone
1: This is so fascinating to me because everything that you've said so far, it just, it genuinely resonates with me because when Doug and like with with our pregnancies, it's like we get pregnant. The first one we had was a quote unquote chemical pregnancy, same thing. Like, and now I don't, obviously I don't know whether or not I have the progesterone, if I have progesterone, like a healthy amount or not. Which is why we're gonna chat about Prove soon because that's how I'm gonna figure it out at the tips of my own hands. Which is why I was like, I have to bring this woman on the podcast and share this with with everyone listening in case they're also struggling with infertility because it's just like it's like honestly it's it's mind blowing. Like I'm like wow, there's there's like chance that I can take my own health into my own hands. And I, I didn't I didn't and it's been sitting in my underneath my bathroom sink for six months and I haven't done it. Like what is I could be pregnant right now. Like what? But no, what I was gonna say was you know we've been pregnant and then I had a quote-unquote chemical pregnancy which is essentially where the the embryo did, wasn't able to like you know grow safe and sound within my uterus so it could very well have been a lack of progesterone um, and then the the second most recent loss we had was at 10 weeks now I guess my question to you would be it would I would the would the baby just shed out because I that was a missed miscarriage so the baby just stopped growing but my, the amniotic like yolk or the, I'm sorry, the yolk sac continued to grow and the amniotic fluid continued to grow, but just the baby didn't grow. So would that be a progesterone uh, issue?
2: Yeah, it's really hard to say. Right. Um, it's really hard to say. So many different things can go wrong. Um...
0: Now, is the only way to tell if you have low progesterone uh, while you're pregnant or, um, you know, pre-pregnancy, or do you have to wait till you're having a period? Um, Or should I say menstrual cycle since we're talking scientific? (laughs) We don't have to talk scientific. Uh,
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, the only way to know if you have low progesterone is to test your levels. um, And those are typically done via a blood draw at a doctor's office. Um, and you know, we just made that kind of that progesterone testing a little bit more accessible to women and took out the doctor and took out the blood
1: draw. (laughs) Yeah. And okay. So now we'll just jump right in to prove and what you have created. Um, and so first things first is, you know, this is what you guys sent me, I don't know, months ago, and it's a little package and there's seven testing strips inside the package. And then there's like a little pee cup (laughs) and you pee into the cup, just like you would at the doctor's office. And although you have your own personal one (laughs) and uh, you just dip the, the, the little tester thingy in there and it will check your progesterone level. Now, the interesting thing about Prove is that typically a positive result, at least the ones that we're used to for pregnancy tests, it would show two lines. But with Prove, it would be just one line. That means, yes, there's progesterone in your body. And you have a whole, I mean, the directions with Prove are really, really specific and you really do want to pay attention to them. And Amy, I'm going to let you explain it a little bit more. But ultimately, they tell you exactly what cycle days you should be checking your progesterone levels because it is imperative that you know whether or not your progesterone levels are actually increasing and in like in maintaining your maintaining. Like, because if, for example, if you're pregnant, you would want to make sure that you have that progesterone. Because if you don't, then, like Amy had said earlier, you're just going to straight up lose the child, lose the baby. So you would want to check, you know, check this progesterone level, just like the directions say, um, prove. But Amy, I'm going to let you, you know, take it from here and explain a little bit more about like the scientific reasons for all of this and how everyone can, you know, figure out whether or not they have progesterone in their body and how they can potentially save pregnancies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you know, if you've ever taken an ovulation test or a pregnancy test, it's the same idea, collect urine, dip a strip, read the number of lines. Um, and like you mentioned, it's, you know, one line is positive, two is negative, And that's just based off of uh, the structure of progesterone. Um, it was, it's just much smaller than like the pregnancy hormone. Um, but we recommend that women, test their progesterone, not a single point in time, but over a period of time. So progesterone needs to be high enough for long enough to support conception. And if it's not, then that could be a low, low progesterone issue. A lot of people call them luteal phase defects um, and can really compromise the ability of that embryo to attach.
1: I was just going to say real fast, like the, the mo the biggest takeaway from this is that if that is your problem and that is your only problem that is so fixable with just a small supplement, but Amy, like go on, continue. I just wanted to like, like breathe some hope into this room because it's, I mean, that's what happened to me earlier when I was chatting with you. I was like, Oh my goodness. If this is my one and only problem, I may not have to do IVF or any other sort of treatment. I may just need like a, like a supplement, like a, I don't know. What do you call A suppository that goes in the vagina. I don't even know. Uh, a vaginal, a suppository. vaginal suppository. There we go. <laughs> yeah. was, but, okay, Amy, I didn't want to uh, interrupt you, but I just like, oh my God, it's just like so enlightening to me. And I get so excited to think that literally this could be like the one issue that we have ourselves, but also maybe many other women. And we just didn't know it. And now there's this like opportunity for us to find out by like by checking our urine it's just it's just incredible so i'm sorry so continue
2: it's not new technology it's it's a it's a well known old fact it's just the first time this technology has been accessible to women at their at their house
0: and it just shows you how far behind the times we are with fertility because oh my goodness. it's just it it's silly the fact that you would have to wait a year or three losses when you know there's things that are happening there's time that goes by and like you said as you get closer to menopause there's less and less of a chance to to get pregnant anyway again and the fact that they have to or they call to wait that long it just seems counterproductive
1: yeah it's so it's so backwards and it just really like really bums me out for women everywhere so we have to take a real quick break because we have three sponsors that brought this podcast episode to your earbuds or your car stereo or however you're listening. And we want to give them a quick shout out and let you know how awesome they are because we have literally used every single one of these products. First things first is Native. I don't know if you've ever heard of Native, but this deodorant is awesome. So it works, which is the first thing first, because it's it's one of those um, deodorants that's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc it's filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil and shea butter and tapioca starch which absorbs all the wetness there's no animal testing it's free shipping and returns but all that sounds like okay yeah sure but it probably doesn't work but honestly it does work i use it every single day no and joke
0: if, and if you're one of those people that loves to read reviews just check out their website go there's 5 thousand five-star reviews from their customer i mean it's it's pretty much one of the most natural and effective deodorants on the market.
1: It really truly is. And also there's no risk to try. So you can get free returns and exchanges in the U.S. And also they have this cool subscribe and save 17% off deal. So you can save $2 per stick of deodorant and have the native deodorant conveniently delivered to your front door every one, two, three, or four months. So that's real cool. Yeah. So if you guys want, then you can get 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code HMCP during checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first purchase. All you have to do is just visit native deodorant. That's dot com and use the promo code H-M-C-P at checkout. Doug, do you have stinky feet? I do not, but I do wear dress socks every day. and. Ever since I wore Bombas socks, I have been addicted. I'm addicted to coffee and I'm addicted to socks and it's kind of weird, but these are literally the most comfortable socks in the history of me wearing dress socks. They're super soft. They cup and they create a, like a hug around the arch of your foot, but there's just so many colors and patterns and lengths and they have this technology that makes them super soft, but also they are socks that stay up on your calf.
1: Yeah. So if you know someone who likes their socks to stay up and not slouch down, these are really great. Gotta be honest. I was like, Doug, we do not need another pair of socks. Like we just don't, like we have socks. I mean, mismatched socks, socks in the laundry room, like just socks everywhere. But the cool thing about Bombas is that they really are great, great quality. So when we got them, we literally got rid of some other socks that like had holes in them and were missing their matches because these, these socks are like worth investing in and like switching out (laughs) your like crummy old (laughs) socks that probably stink a little bit.
0: But even cooler though is that every pair of socks that Bomba sells they donate a pair to someone in need which socks are probably the most needed item in homeless shelters so they really do give back to the people.
1: You can buy your Bombas at b-o-m-b-a-s dot com slash h-m-c-p today and get 20% off your first purchase.
0: That's b-o-m-b-a-s dot com slash h-m-c-p for 20% off bombas.com slash HMCP.
1: Yeah, I got the no-show kind and they do not fall down. So if you're looking for the no-show kind of sock, definitely recommend theirs because every other kind I've ever tried always falls down into my shoe. Get your sock game up. <laughs> uh, and the last sponsor for this week is Birchbox. And my sister is obsessed with Birchbox. It was born in 2010. And they were probably one of the first subscription boxes that I've ever even heard of. So essentially what they do, it's a, it's a monthly box of beauty samples that are personalized to your beauty profile. So the cool thing about it is that this model, it allows you to discover products that you might have never tried and you're not getting the full size. You're getting just like the small samples. So if you don't like it, fine, it's just a sample. But if you do like it, you've been, you've had the chance to sample it. And now, you know, you like it before you buy the whole bottle.
0: It's delivered right to your front door for a lot of people you i mean it's intimidating walking in and i i speak from experience intimidating walking into the makeup aisle and not knowing what to pick up or what to wear i mean this is a perfect way for you to fill out a beauty profile it's quick and easy you answer a couple questions about your skin your hair type your preferences your lifestyle And they literally customize the box and send you over some samples on a monthly basis. The variety and selection is just, I mean, it's incredible. It works with over 500 prestige brands, offer something for every hair type, every skin concern, any lifestyle. I mean, your personal profile, you build out your personal profile and they send you products curated for you.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's definitely one of the first subscription boxes and it's still around 10 years later. Head to birchbox.com/hmcp to get started with Birchbox and get $5 off when you use the code hmcp.
0: That's promo code hmcp at birchbox.com/hmcp for $5 off your first Birchbox. B I R C H B O X.com/hmcp. That's it.
1: Now we should get back to Amy. Yes. I mean, this is incredible. The fact that you just didn't, you know, listen to what, all, like, and I hate to say it, but it's true. Like what all the doctors just like all just kind of fall on, which is pregnancy loss happens One in four women have suffered for pregnancy loss and, you know, just the whole thing. It's like, well, why? And what, can we fix it? Like, should that just be our statistic? No, no way.
2: 70% of losses you cannot prevent. So I, I get the, the the desire for doctors to not get the hopes up for women and to really tell them the facts. But the other, the other fact is there's 30% of these losses we can prevent. And if I'm the woman going through it, if there's anything I could humanly do to prevent a loss, I will do it. Please give me that knowledge. Tell me what else I can do. And so this is what we're doing is doctors for some reason don't want to talk about this um and so we just bring it on the forefront saying nope, we're women, we deserve it. Uh doctors have answers, we do too and we're going to advocate for ourselves and ask for a different treatment plan.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I am so in awe of you and I'm just so thankful. Can you explain how the proof strips do check that your progesterone levels are there and how you would know that they're not there and what kind of action you would take if they aren't there?
2: Yeah, yeah. So what PROVE does is it measures progesterone and it gives you either a positive or negative result. And a positive result is when your progesterone is high enough to clinically support a pregnancy. And so every single month, when you are release an egg and your body makes progesterone, it is preparing the uterus for implantation and possible pregnancy. So that embryo is going to implant seven to 10 days after you ovulate. And so that's when you want progesterone to be high during that entire uh, implantation window. So that if the embryo does get there, progesterone's high and can support a nice, healthy implantation. So because we have a urine based system and it's as simple as collecting first morning urine and dipping a strip. We can now not only test progesterone for a single point in time like a blood draw, but you can actually test for three or four days in a row. And so that's what we advocate for women to do is to measure progesterone seven, eight, nine, and 10 days after ovulation. So
1: our instructions are very clear. I Hopefully they're clear. They genuinely are. If you sit down and read them, it is very clear.
2: Yeah. So typically everyone's using um, an ovulation predictor kit to time intercourse. So that's kind of our benchmark is as soon as you get the positive ovulation test, you know, the peak, the smiley face, whatever you're using, that's when you start <laughs> count seven days and then take it seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days after that, that peak fertility day. And so if your, if your levels are high and you're getting a positive, at least three or four, three to four of those days, then you can say, okay, my progesterone is high. Now you might not conceive that cycle, but at least, you know, your body was prepared to receive the embryo if one was fertilized and it, and it came. Um, and now the cool part about this and the, why I love progesterone the most is if your levels are low, you can simply give your body more. So we have a lot of women that we've helped with this technology where they'll, they'll chart, they'll add proof. They'll see that maybe they had one positive or maybe, um, they had no positives they go to their doctor and they say, okay, um, I use proof. It was never positive. I think I have low progesterone. And what they do um, or what they can do, it's obviously up to the doctor, but they can prescribe a progesterone supplement, which typically is a vaginal suppository. Um, and it's just a simple vaginal progesterone. You take one or once or twice a day, uh, three days after ovulation, and you take it until when your missed period would be. And if you take a pregnancy test and it's positive, then you continue on taking your progesterone. Typically, you know, doctors are sometimes different, but typically throughout the first trimester. And if your pregnancy test is negative, you stop your progesterone, you have a period, and then you do it all again. And so, you know, low progesterone is the most common cause of infertility in women but it's also the most treatable. This is not a $30,000 IVF solution. This is a, and I've seen it on like Blink Health and like all these kind of like, you know, prescription websites for like $20 a month, you can get this prescription. Like it's not expensive.
1: This is absolutely incredible. And I mean, I can't believe that it's taken this long for us to have a product like this, but I mean, I'm so thankful that you, you just went out and created it. I know that you've had a total of seven losses, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've had, you suffered seven losses and you know, I can't imagine the pain. I mean, we've suffered three and I just couldn't imagine suffering one more. Like it's just the, it's just a pain that I don't think anyone can understand until they've been through it.
0: Now, um, Amy, did you, did you have three in a row? Did you get to that point where your doctor recommended yeah. fertility treatment?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I had three in a row and I went to a reproductive endocrinologist and they ran some tests. They made sure my tubes were open. They were, they made sure I didn't have any polyps in the uterus. That was fine. They did the ultrasound monitoring, to make sure I was actually ovulating. And I was, um, I just wasn't getting pregnant. And I kept talking to him about, hey, my luteal phase is a little bit short. So the luteal phase is the time between ovulation and your next period. And the reason that this is important is because your egg, when it leaves the ovary, takes, it takes about 10 days to get to the uterus. And so if your luteal phase, the time between ovulation and next period is less than 10 days, you don't have enough of the support system in place to even allow that embryo to attach. And so my luteal phases was were like eight, and nine days. And I said, Hey, I just don't think I can support the pregnancy. Um, and he said, Oh no, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. You need to do IVF. We don't, we don't know what the problem is, but that's not it. We yeah. should just do IVF. Um, and so I did IVF. Uh, we were successful our second cycle. Um, and it was, it was a very, very big blessing, and I'm very, very thankful that we did it. Um, but then when I wanted to grow the family again about a year and a half later, I was like, no, how, no way am I doing IVF? Um, yeah. and so I went back to the doctor. And I said, you know what? IVF's off the table, but I want to revisit this progesterone issue. Um, would you just prescribe progesterone that I can take after ovulation to help support this? Like, I don't want to do anything else but that. He's like, sure, you know. He, he, I don't think he believed that I could actually, you know, conceive naturally and mm-hmm. just have progesterone support. Um, but within two months, I was pregnant, and I stayed pregnant, and now she is almost six years old. So that's
0: awesome. Well, but the doctor didn't get as much money when he prescribed you exactly, progesterone.
2: Exactly, exactly. So,
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> telling. That's very. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying all doctors are like that, but it it is a dramatic difference between jumping right to IVF and then having the proof in the pudding and having a real life person say, no, I I called it. I said this and it's progesterone. And within two months you have this baby and that's amazing.
1: And not for nothing, I did go to school to be a nurse. So I know a lot of what you're talking about, but the average woman who didn't study nursing or doesn't have any science background would have had no idea about any of this. I mean, even the luteal phase, like that's still like, I learned that. I learned about that maybe for like mm, a hot minute in nursing school and that's all I know about it.
0: I knew that in sixth grade.
1: Oh, you liar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
2: I feel like my losses, my journey, my background has led me to develop this and this was kind of like my calling and that I I had to do this to honor, you know, these babies that were just, you know, too perfect for the world. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of my way of of giving back. Um, You know, progesterone, low progesterone is not everyone's problem. Um, I'm not going to sit here and and lie to people. Um, But it's a significant portion of the problems. And we feel like women should just Need this information, and for a forty dollar test kit to even either confirm yes, my body's you know working, and I'm not at risk of low progesterone, and it's just a matter of time, um, or you know possibly alerting them to hey, maybe I should ask for these medications before I go down the route of of thirty thousand in IVF. I think is a no brainer, and that people should just add this to what they're doing.
1: I mean, we pay $40 for clear blue or, you know, like the, the ovulation kits. So I would, I would easily invest in this as well.
2: You know, I'm going to go back to something that Doug said earlier was it's it's frightening how little we have out there in the fertility world. And it's because innovations like this are so expensive to create and to do because they're FDA regulated um, and, you know, it, it takes so much resources to do it that I, you know, I was just like, you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to do it because women need this. You know, maybe that's why innovation like this just doesn't, just doesn't happen that often is because it's just so expensive to do.
0: Yeah. I always wonder kind of like how, I mean, like this is, this is, it, it seems groundbreaking to me. Um, and it's almost like, why hasn't, this been thought of before? How is this not a bigger deal?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not a new technology. Um, Obviously, progesterone has been around forever. There's a subset of doctors called NAPRO. So it stands for natural procreative and they are the best doctors. They are so pro progesterone, pro natural birth. Um, and they've known about progesterone forever. Um, they test progesterone all throughout pregnancy. They have a certain levels that they say, okay, we need to supplement with this much progesterone or this much, and they have it all mapped out. Um, but it's not mainstream medicine. And they do say they have uh, the same success rates, if not better than IVF clinics.
1: And their treatment is primarily progesterone as well.
2: Yeah, it's a lot, and I'm, I'm not a napro doctor, so, um, but it's a lot of uh, reducing inflammation. So they have kind of um, drugs that help reduce inflammation to help pr- promote natural ovulation, and then a lot of progesterone supplementation after ovulation and during pregnancy.
1: You know, something that you, when you said that this earlier, it just made me think of the fact that when I got pregnant with Henley, our first rainbow baby, I was on the Whole 30 diet because I was at a loss. I was like, I don't know what I could do differently to try to get pregnant and to keep a baby. And I don't think it was the Whole 30 diet per se that that helped, you know, help me keep this baby. But I, I mean, it had to, it had to do something with it. So I just recently started another diet. Um, it's, it's entirely different, but it's kind of the same concept where I cut out any inflammation like type food. So, or inflammatory type foods, food. So like gluten, dairy, alcohol, caffeine, like I'm just really limiting all of that sugar. All of it is like super, super limited. And I'm hoping and praying that maybe uh, I'll get pregnant again, but it's just interesting that I literally just randomly thought of this and noticed that I felt better with it. And so I was like, maybe that will help me get pregnant again.
0: Now you just have to get rid of the stress.
1: Yeah. Well, but you know, what's so funny is I was going to say earlier is how everyone says, oh, stop stressing and it will happen. Right. And that's like the one thing I hate to hear. Like I hate, I'm like, stop trying and it will happen. And I was just like, oh my God, stop telling me that. But it's but, also
0: it's also so telling though, like when you hear stories about people trying for so long and so long and yes. then finally they like give up and it's like that stress gets relieved and then all of a sudden they get pregnant.
1: Yes. No. I mean, I mean, I hate to say that there's truth in that, but I mean, like, like you said earlier, Amy, and like you said, Doug, the proof's in the pudding, like there really is truth in that. Um, But I mean, if you can't manage to handle the stress, then maybe you just get some vaginal suppositories of progesterone. I mean, that could be another, another solution.
2: (laughs) Right. So, so I, I feel like there's two solutions to low progesterone. One is treating it, um, which is dietary changes, um, supplements, like really creating a better environment for your body, reducing stress to make its own progesterone. Or what I did, because I was just done with it all, is I put a big fat Band-Aid on it and took extra progesterone and that worked.
0: And so, if that works, then why not?
2: Yeah. So, you know, where did you
0: get the Band-Aid from? <laughs> oh, <dog.
2: laughs> so, you know, it's a fixable problem. Um, one thing that I actually really love that I've I've recently gotten into the last few months is seed cycling. So it's a very interesting concept. So your body in the first half of the cycle is estrogen dominant. And so it makes estrogen. And then in the second half of the cycle, it's progesterone dominant. So you make progesterone. And you can cycle between different types of seeds. And it supports your own hormone production. So in the first half of your cycle, you take black seeds and pumpkin seeds. And what that does is it helps you make estrogen and break it down so it's at healthy estrogen levels. And then after ovulation you switch to sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. And that helps you produce progesterone. And so just by going back and forth between the different seeds, I've noticed that I have less headaches. Um, I have less uh, spotting before a period. So this is probably something we haven't talked about is what are the kind of the signs of low progesterone? Um, So definitely headaches around your cycle, either before, during or after Um, PMS, so moodiness, um, bloating is a big one as well as spotting one or more days before your period or after your period. Um, Those are, the most common um symptoms of low progesterone
1: very interesting because i feel like i have i literally do have all of the above september 1st 2nd 3rd and 4th i'm going to dip my urine and see if whether or not i have you know a positive result and the progesterone is there because if it's not Then maybe that's my problem, and I could avoid IVF. I mean, it's just this is just like really like groundbreaking technology. But like you said, it's really not. It's been around forever. You just have made it accessible to everybody at home. All these women at home can no no longer have to wait till the doctor says yes. I'll test. You can just literally go. I was actually going to ask you where can you go to buy the proof.
2: Um, They're on our website, uh, prove p r o o v test dot com, and they're also on Amazon. So if you want them next day delivery, same day, wherever you live, uh, you can get the the prime truck to deliver them for you.
1: That's amazing. And then the next thing I was going to ask you is how much is the, how many sticks do you get and how much does it cost?
2: Uh, the kit is 39 99 and it comes with seven test strips. Um, a typical cycle, if you time it correctly is five test strips um, so we like women to take what we call a baseline level. And so that's before you ovulate early in the cycle, just to see what a negative test looks like. Um, so if you, then you'll take them during that implantation window after ovulation. So that four day window, and you can see what the difference between pre-ovulation tests and post-ovulation tests so if you're not getting a true positive, you can see, do I even have any progesterone production? So if, you're, if your baseline test looks exactly like your test during your implantation window, you can say, okay, I'm not producing any progesterone. I thought I was ovulating, but I guess I'm not.
1: That's and that would that will open up so much. That's like the window to your health right there, because it's going to open up so much knowledge for for you, the person at home taking it. Because if you don't have progesterone, then you can literally go to your doctor and say, "I think I have an issue with my progesterone. Check it."
0: Now, now, Amy, if if you don't have progesterone, um, which I think you might have said is kind of considered infertility. Um, is it, is it possible to not produce progesterone and then take progesterone and be able to carry a baby?
2: Um, yes and no. So, uh, if you are not producing any progesterone at all, that means you're not ovulating and you're not releasing an egg. So if you don't release an egg, there's absolutely no, no amount of progesterone in the world that's going to get you pregnant.
1: So at that point, you would need like a Clomid or something like that to help release eggs, or you'd really need to go see a fertility specialist to see if you have eggs to be released, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Typically women under the age of 35 usually have enough eggs to ovulate. Um, If you're up at like 40, 45, yes, go in, make sure you have eggs (laughs) still. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, if you're not producing any progesterone, you need to trigger ovulation. Um, but if you're, if it's a matter of not enough progesterone, so say you see the the line get lighter, but it's still there and it's not disappearing. Um, that's a, just take progesterone because your body's not producing enough.
1: But either way, it's kind of, I wouldn't want to say a quick fix or an easy fix because none of it is truly quick or easy, but it, in the sense, in comparison with like $30,000 of IVF, it's definitely quick and easy you know, when you compare it to IVF treatments. Would, would you agree with that?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hands down, I would do cycle with progesterone supplements over IVF any day of the week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find it very interesting that the whole seed thing helps with the implantation.
2: I know, right? I, I mean, so... I'm a scientist and I was blown away. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'll try this, but literally a couple of seeds is not... no. Yeah. It helps a lot
0: seeds and plants. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy how that kind of works.
2: Yeah. Another thing that I absolutely love is, um, a Chinese herbal medication or supplement called Vitex or Chastberry. Um, so it's V I T E X. Um, this is actually the main ingredient to a lot of those fertility supplements. So like, um, pre mama and pink stork like all those fertility supplements the main ingredient is vitex and what vitex does is it helps you produce more progesterone and that's, it has worked wonders for me um i mean those, some of those fertility vitamins supplements are you know 40 50 a month i just get straight up vitex on amazon for like eight dollars so,
0: sounds like sounds like our medicine cabinet is going to start to fill after this conversation.
1: <laughs> well, I mean well, first thing that I'm going to do is like I said on September 1st, 2nd, 3rd and 4th I'm dipping my checking my P, checking the progesterone levels and and from there I feel like I'm going to know and then what's really ironic about this all is that the fifth is when we have the fertility we have the first appointment with a fertility doctor so this could very well save us $30,000 in IVF because we just are at that limit where I spent 18 months we've had two losses and it's I'm like okay I, I can't be like ignorant anymore like I pretty much have to just face the facts that we're not able to get pregnant and keep a baby so we, we scheduled the fertility appointment on the fifth but if I can go in knowing something about my progesterone levels, then, I mean, that's just going to make me feel better. I just want to be able to know more about my body. So this is just such a blessing to me. It just couldn't be better timing. I really believe that even though I had it, you know, I had the kit underneath my sink for so long, I believe in timing and I really don't, I, I really just think this is the right timing for me to learn about it and to hear about it and to to use it. And thank you so much for not giving up on me <laughs> again. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just empowering information either way. Um, because if if your progesterone levels are awesome, then great. You said you checked it off that there's something else that could be wrong. And if it's low, it's something else you could try before going into IVF.
0: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Amy, where can people find you?
1: Um Yeah. Like if someone, well, are you open on social
0: media meaning or like, you know, company website things? I
1: was like, I just told you goodbye. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What's, uh, what's your address and social?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Could you give us your address, date of birth and social security number, please?
0: (laughs) And your Um, first, your first pet and your childhood street.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We are most active on Instagram. Um, we find that a lot of women use Instagram as a way to be their outlet so they can do it anonymously. And so we have a lot of content, a lot of blogs. So besides our website, which you already mentioned, our handle is at ProveTest. So P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T. That's got a lot of content, a link to our website, a lot of blogs. And then if you want to link to me, I'm infernal, Infertile underscore scientist. Um, But you can find me through the ProveTest link as well. And then we also, since we are 100%, You know, the progesterone, the fertility ally for women. We have a a private user group that we provide one on one support with every single woman that needs it. So we will go in there and read the test for you and make sure that you're using it properly on the right days. Um, If for some reason you took them on the wrong days because you didn't read the directions, we'll send you a new kit because you should have the information that you need. Um, So we're very, very supportive and we want to help anybody during the journey. So we're very accessible.
1: Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So all that support is right through your Instagram page.
2: Yep. You can find us through Instagram. Um, you, you go to our website, you link us into the, the private Facebook group, share pictures there. So yeah, Any oh, emails, email us, contact us, whatever.
1: That's amazing. I think that's also like key to it because sometimes you can, you look at so many like pee sticks and you're like, is there a line? Is there not a line? I don't know. So if you're able to just like send over your, your line, like, you know, your results, I guess, and then have someone say, yes, there is a line or no, there definitely isn't. Then it's just like, I don't know, like mental reassurance, you know?
2: Absolutely. absolutely. We all have line eyes. I mean, I've, I've thrown, you know, pregnancy tests in the trash and then picked (laughs) them up two days later and be like, Oh, there's a line. (laughs) <laughs> <So> that's <invalid.
1: laughs> yeah real fast before you go we were talking about that earlier about how important it is that you use the fault you genuinely follow the direction and use the five minute rule and don't go back after 15 minutes and look at the test again because it's it doesn't guarantee the same result kind of thing do you want to talk about that real fast
2: yeah yeah so we designed the test to be read between five and 15 minutes after you dip in urine So if you're reading it before five minutes, it's not going to be accurate. And if you're reading it after 10 minutes, it's not going to be accurate. So as long as you um, read it within the time period, we love it when people take pictures and say, um, you know, this is taken at six minutes, seven minutes, whatever it is, and so they can record it so that we know what those test results look like. So as long as you're following the directions, um, we can provide a lot of information about your health and your progesterone levels.
1: That's incredible. Thank you so much, Amy. We really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and just explaining this so thoroughly. I I really appreciate it. Thank you, Amy.
2: Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to hearing your results and um, hearing what your doctor has to say next week.
1: Me too. Stay tuned. I'll let let you know and I'll let everyone listening. I'll let you all know too. She's going to
0: (laughs) let me know first though. Yeah,
1: that that is true. (laughs) All right, I'll thanks, talk. Amy. I'll talk to you soon. We'll be in touch.
0: Okay, thanks.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Oh my God, she taught me so much about estrogen, progesterone, <laughs> menstrual cycles, fallopian tubes, eggs, implantation. Okay, seeds. okay, okay, Doug, we get it. <laughs> I learned. A, I'm just saying, I learned a lot.
1: now what? honestly, though, I. I learned so much myself and I don't know. I just feel like this could be our one simple solution. No joke. Like the, just the timing is just, I don't believe in coincidences. I really believe in the timing is always perfect. And the fact that I am able to check my progesterone levels, the first, second, third, and fourth, and then I have a fertility appointment with a fertility specialist on the fifth. It's just like, it's like, holy moly, you can't like, I mean, you have to like, literally like hit me with a bat over the head in order to make me see that, Hey, maybe this is,
0: you know, and, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get political or I don't want to, I mean, it's, it's just, it's so telling the, with her story saying that she went to a fertility doctor and you know, the first one, the second one, and then, you know, you have to wait three, but then all of a sudden she gets and has to do this IVF. And the second that she brings up the progesterone, it's almost like they want to dismiss it. And then the next time she gets pregnant within two months. And the difference in cost is just that that's not a coincidence why doctors are so quick to dismiss that and why they're so pro IVF. And I'm not saying that this is the the miracle drug, but it's like, it well, almost seems like a drug, but I know, but it's almost like in her, in her experience, it, it was almost like they dismissed it as something that was like non-existent like yeah. they just pushed it off to the side and said no this IVF
1: well ultimately because it's not common practice to te- to test for that but like she was saying earlier but if you have IVF it is con- i mean of course you give you also supplement with progesterone because you can't have a viable pregnancy without the progesterone so it's just it all just definitely makes sense it's like simple science that i don't know why we haven't u- utilized this simple you know it's like it's almost like i don't know i can't explain hopefully
0: you know hopefully it gave some some hope and some thought and you know it makes it makes people think and i I know that there's a lot of people that reach out to us all the time about fertility and everything else so hopefully this this hits home for for you guys
1: if this helps one woman be able to have a viable pregnancy and carry to term then mission accomplished and if it helps us i will probably crap my pants because i just will be
0: the first pregnancy. So why wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really did crap my pants. Oh my know. God. that's yeah. go
0: that's take so a funny. listen to the first episode.
1: Oh my God. Maybe it was the second. I don't think we talked about crapping our pants the first episode, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, I think I would just be dumbfounded because wow, like if it's as simple as that, and I, I probably will never stop preaching about it if it truly is that simple for us, because it's just sad. Like why spend $30,000 on IVF and all the turmoil, the emotional turmoil when it's as simple as like having a, progesterone vaginal suppository daily well,
0: as she said the disclaimer is that you know not all pregnancies are saved by this and you know it is good to get checked for everything yeah you yeah, know? yeah, IVF works for a lot of people and it may be the answer for a lot of people. yeah we're not
1: hating on IVF but man if there's but, a solution without having to go through all of that
0: but anyway that's enough about fertility um, because that's the extent of my knowledge and I think based on this conversation we should go make a baby and I don't know if that's that's TMI yeah.
1: but uh you guys are used to our TMI by now so yeah if you guys are enjoying this please do bop in to wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review we'd love seeing those and if you happen to just take a screenshot and tag us or at hot marriage cool parents Doug Hainer and Jeannie and Otis over on the Instagram then we would love to see you and say hello to you too
0: yes and Henley's to do 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 we love you goodbye
1: Bye.